On today's podcast, we unpack Jack Bighorn Burke's solo journey out west, as it's presented by Metro Mugs. I didn't realize you were coming back so soon, dude. That's awesome. That's great news. Well, I'm just coming back for a weekend. Should we have a socially distanced party? Yeah, we should have a socially distanced party. Actually, let's double down on the social distance. Let's let's stay within 12 feet of each other. All right. I'm in. We're outside. Yeah, we'll hug from that far of a distance. Jack, it, I know you probably can't tell from it in the uh, in the Zoom chat on Andy's computer, but... Your mullet's looking good. Mullet is fucking awesome it gets better every day it's it's thick like up here <laughs> dude it's so long in the back I forget how long it is like it's getting it's got yeah, some no, length dude Dude, no you need to pull it out for the for the yeah for the people get it yeah pull that out yeah oh my god that's awesome <laughs> it's bananas you gotta you gotta get like racing stripes on the side no, I'll never get racing stripes. Paul told me not to. It's kind of disrespect to the uh, to the mullet game and the in all in the entire 1970s. I can't right. do it. Sorry, yeah. sorry, mullets in 1970s. But to your point, I do need to get a nice fresh cut, and I'll get it on October 7th, day before I come back to see you guys. I'll be all lined up, ready to rumble. Sweet. I'm looking forward to seeing I'm you. Excited. Man. Going back to Great Clips. Yeah. No. Uh, super cuts, actually. Super cuts. That's right. I forgot. Sorry, my bad. Specifically, supercuts, Andrew. Uh, sorry, buddy, but you're wrong. There's great clips. There's super clips. There's sports cuts. A <laughs> <laughs> lot to keep track of. There's there's uh, fantastic Sam's. There's uh, what's that one? Stylos. But the most the important fellas. one is Kenwood Barber. Kenwood Barber. Good fellas. The most important one is Kenwood Barber's, and everyone knows it. I mean, best place. The guy, the guy, Paul cuts all of our hair. We absolutely appreciate Paul. He's hey, we have our T-shirt hanging in his barbershop, the OG T-shirt, the one with the big old BP logo. Yeah, it's amazing. It's absolutely yeah, beautiful. I feel cool. like we're the only podcast ever just to be hung in a barbershop. I'll say it. I- I'm claiming that. You're also one awesome. of like three businesses that he represents via T-shirt on the wall, which is also cool. Right. He chose us as one of the three. And the other two are pretty. You got pretty good company. Yeah, Lowry Hill meets, right? Lowry Hill meets in uh, the Freehouse, I think. Yeah, those are long-standing establishments here in the Twin Cities. <laughs> and so are we. We're four years running, going strong. Episode yeah, 284. What else do you want to hear? We're, we, we are established. Have we left a legacy? I uh, think so. I think we left a legacy. Jack, it was funny. I, uh, we're working on this uh, golf scramble out here in Tucson. Uh, Airbnb Catherine is trying to set me up with her country club to help market uh, their country club to get more members. And so I'm working, I'm working together with a pitch and I'm going to uh, meet the, like the course, the head of the course and hopefully this end of this upcoming week, but I'm pitching them on uh, an eight, like a fully filmed eight man scramble uh, as something that we could do. And then in return, I'll get like film all kinds of good stuff for him to put like marketing and budget towards depending on what he needs, you know? Um, so get ready, dude. 
We're gonna about we're about to be golfing in the mountains. Uh, sweet. How's that kind of get more members though? I don't know. Again, I got to talk to see what his needs are. It has nothing to do with the golf scramble. I'm just saying I'm, the only way we're doing it is if he lets us do a golf scramble as part of the <laughs> negotiation. Hey, I'm in. Say no more. Yeah, say no more, right? Hey, hands raised. And haven't but, you said uh, you've, gone, you've gone pretty low at this course too, right? It's, it's gettable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I shot, uh, I've shot an 85 there and an 88. It's, it's a fun, fun, you know, whipping the ball, spat, spanking the ball, keeping it in play. Oh, it's great. There's a sign. My favorite, one of my favorite things about this course um, is there's a sign like as you're going to like hole seven, let's say, and it's a nonchalantly placed sign outside the tee box that says, please do not hit balls over houses and you're in a neighborhood. And I'm like, you, you're asking an incredibly wildly average golfer not to hit over your house. I don't even know where it's going to go off the tee box. You can't put that on me yeah that's a tough I, ask yeah it's a huge ask it makes you super nervous you're like damn is there a house in the middle of the fairway you know <laughs> get the hit actually over the house <laughs> you never know i always get nervous on holes with houses especially if they're on the right size because yep. you know i'm slicing that ball yeah 100 also I, I do want to take this time i do want to take this time to congratulate andrew for breaking 90 for the first time in his career so off class snaps for me. Snaps. Hey, thank you. How do you feel, man? I uh, I I sent. I think I sent out a tweet in in April, saying today's a, I'm breaking ninety. Today's the day. And it took me all summer, and then into fall golf, to do it. But I worked my ass off for it, and I I ended up playing like from August to the first couple weeks of September. I played two or three times a week just to like, like get a rhythm of like, all right, this is the swing. This is how you're supposed to swing and like trying to get every club down. And I barely have it, but I had it enough on one day to shoot an 87. And I honestly, I felt like I won the masters. I walked off that, that green with like my hands in the air. I was so proud of myself. <laughs> Dude, that's so awesome though. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. I only hit like two fairways all day. I just, I was scrambling and I had, like nine one putts. It was one of the like, like I grinded. I let's just say I grinded, and it and it paid off. It's fun to That's be able amazing. to work towards a goal and accomplish a goal. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll also say that. So I tweeted that out in April, and I think I tweeted out one more time, probably in the middle of summer. So, and then I tweeted it out the the day I ended up shooting at the ninety. I called my shot three times. And I answered the bell on one of them. I think that's pretty damn cool. Yeah, that is amazing. And I will hands raised uh, on our Instagram. I announced it, but I put the second tweet. I didn't acknowledge originally that you uh, called your own shot in the same day. Cause I think that makes it so much cooler. I granted this is the third time you've done it, but like the fact that you actually did it on the third time consistently coming back to it each time. That's what makes it so awesome. <laughs> like the second I saw you posted that for the first time, and then I got uh, a notification on my Grint app, which is like the app we all use to keep our scores. And I see Andrew's uh, something at the turn, like plus six at the turn or something. I was like, kid's on track. Kid's on track. I think he close eye on this guy, on this big fella coming down the stretch. Like, is, are, is he going to make it? And then I uh, – I clicked on the notification probably an hour later because I was busy doing something. 
and I saw you're on 17 and you had an 82, I think you're at 82. I was Something like, like that. Yeah. This guy's going to make it. Look at him. <laughs> he's a snowman's. He's a snowman's chance away from reaching his goal. Look at him go. Look at him go. And I, I parred 17 and then uh, bogeyed 18. And then you got the notifications. This is also hilarious how the Grint works. The Grint sent anyone that's following me on the golf app that Andrew and Sarah, new high, new low score, breaks 90 for first time. <laughs> 87. <laughs> so amazing. Everyone knew you were just having a great day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and speaking of, you know, Andrew's been working on his golf game. I've been playing stupid amounts of golf. Uh, we've been changing. And, Jack, you you are – I haven't seen much of you, dude. But I'll tell you what, your road trip and the things that you've done, like, pretty much in the last month, I'm absolutely astounded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't really gotten out and golfed in the last month very much. But I've been busy doing other things, like driving to Yellowstone and – uh quitting my job <laughs> and starting a new job. So what was super cool about the, uh, the trip to Yellowstone and we'll, we'll unpack this here in a bit, but uh, you were, you were gone, I think two or three weekends in a row because of weddings. And then you might've stayed home another weekend just to hang out mm-hmm. and you got back and we hadn't seen you. We'd seen you sporadically for a month and you got back on a Sunday night and you unpacked your car, you sat down in the living room and it was Jonah and I sitting in the living room and Jack goes, I think I'm going to, I've been thinking about like taking a road trip. I I'm starting the new job and it's a lot of training where I can, you know, do it remotely. So this is like a week of my life that I may never get again. Uh, I'm thinking about just packing up the car and driving out West and, you know, hitting up national parks and hitting up national monuments. And Jonah and I were like, Oh dude, that's a sweet idea. Like I, we love it. We were absolutely gassing them up. Then he, then you left the room and I don't know if I've said this, but he, he left the room and I looked at Jonah and I go 0% chance he does that just cause like there's been a tendency for the, for a little bit, you know, you, you, um, or get excited about something and maybe not, you're just like, ah, I rather, you know, spend the time studying and, uh, and working towards the, uh, the, the new job. And, uh, so I was like 0% chance. And, uh, Next morning, I had to leave. I wasn't at, I wasn't home, but at 11, th- I got back at noon and 11 by 1130, Jack was out the door on his way to Yellowstone or on his way West. And I was like, yes, dude, fuck yeah, Jack. <laughs> oh, it was sick. Yeah, it was a super, I mean, you got me thinking like it was a super busy month. Um, backtracking on what you said, Declan, uh, I was home for, I was back in Kenosha for my cousin's wedding. Um, and then I just decided to, I think I got there a week early and then um, decided to stay another week. And then the riots happened. So I decided to stay another week in Kenosha. Yep. Yeah. So I was there for like three weeks and um, then I came back just for a change of scenery, I guess. Um, and her younger brother was getting married. I think it was like two weeks to the day that she got married. Right. So I just came back here for a week and then went right back to Kenosha um, for that wedding. Came back for my new, I quit my job while I was in Kenosha, like right after Labor Day. Um, 
accepted my new job, came back because they told me I was starting. And then at work, I was kind of upset because they made me start right away. Like technically my last day at my old job was my first day at my new job. <laughs> That's um, hilarious. <laughs> so no, that was kind of no, no breathing room. Yeah, exactly. I, in an ideal world, I would have like had a couple of weeks off and I would have gone and traveled. Um, yeah. Going sabbatical. Then, yeah, exactly. And then at my new job on the first day, they were like, all right, so you're not going to come in the, the rest of this week. It's all like self-study. And I was like, wait, I actually could go travel if I wanted to. I just have to do the self-studying. I can do that wherever. Um, so. You have been a guy that's known to study in any location. I've walked into you and you've been on the bathroom with like a book out and you're just studying for your like, when you, you were working for insurance, you had that whole, it was a bit ridiculous, but you had that massive book just betwixt your legs on the shitter going through it studying. I was like, Jack, what are you doing? You can just study at the kitchen table. And I just got to study. It helps to change up the scenery when you're studying, you know? Yeah. It's yeah, good for, I, think it's I don't know. There's been studies that say you got to study in different places. All right. Keeps, mm. keeps the adversity, uh, you know, high. You're fighting through adversity. Yeah. Yo, Jack, I think you got to write a blog on that. Changing the scenery of studying helps you study better. Yeah. I was just told that once and I believed it, but yeah. Anyways, I, uh, I got home from my first day at my new job that night and I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to drive out West and, uh, packed my bag the next day and did it. In that morning you had, I think the, you had told me and Jonah cause we were there on Sunday night, but the two mats didn't know yet. And I think you were like packing up the car. Did I leave without even telling them? No, they told, this is how they told it. <laughs> you popped into their room um, at like 11, right? Like as you're packing up the car and you're like, Hey Matt and Matt, uh, I'm, I'm going to go drive out West. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to stop at a bunch of national parks. I'll be gone for the next week. And I'm pretty, and Maddie, this is Maddie C telling me, he's, he looks at Jack. He's just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like Matt Aaron was like, all right, yeah, sweet. Enjoy. Uh, but they were both like, it was like 30 minutes notice. They were just like pumped, kind of thrown off a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a very, very spontaneous decision. I love it. The and to Andrew's point, and we'll say it here on this podcast to all the millions of people that listen to us. You're not very spontaneous, Jack. I'm probably the least spontaneous person out there. It's that's why Andrew said it. Andrew had doubts from the beginning because your lack of spontaneity. Um, yeah, I, as much as I hate to admit it, uh, that doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to say, I think you attacked your average quality and now I'm here to hear about your experience yeah for sure I did attack I mean that average quality I learned about more I I shouldn't say I learned about more average qualities I had on the trip but um the average qualities that I do have really came to fruition um one of them being um indecisiveness um because as cool as it was to like go on a trip like that with no agenda or plan um, it was also detrimental in the fact that like I woke up each morning and I didn't know what I was going to be doing. Therefore I didn't know where to go. And I had to like make a decision every day. And I was like, there was no, uh, there was, 
I shouldn't say there was no cost to the decision, but there's very little cost to the decisions I was making. Uh, therefore I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, so, um, indecision really, really kind of weighed me down over the course of whatever that was, five days or six days. Sure. Just wanted to take a quick pause and say thank you interns for, you know, obviously listening, but purchasing these mugs that we've been coming up with the last three to four months. I mean, we got Necklin, we got the baby Yoda, we got our standard one. And uh, we just wanted to say thank you. But now we have another opportunity for you guys. Please listen up here. I think we need to get our listeners involved more with the customized mugs because they can be distributed and created on demand. So we want you, marketing interns, to come up with some creative ideas and jump into our DMs and send them our way. Yes, if you have any sort of mug, that concept or idea that you think would absolutely pop off, again, like Andrew said, please shoot us a DM and we'll workshop it and you know, possibly put it out there. And in the meantime, head over to metromugs.com and check out the ones we have already and uh, let the idea start flowing. Absolutely. Use promo code BACKPOCKET for 20% off. Go get it. Today's podcast is brought to you by GreenRider. GreenRider is a one-stop shop for on-demand prescription delivery. They provide an essential service from the convenience of your home. Uh, these guys are a new sponsor with us. They just came on to Bocella this year at Bocella 2020. Um, they absolutely grand slammed, was just absolutely loved having them as a sponsor. And now here we are. Um, they're not going to ask for any money from you right away. They're just getting started. Um, they're just about to launch. They're also going to Mars. Um, all they're asking for is your email. If you're at all interested um, in their prescription service um, to your home, Please just click the link in the bio and be able to fill out. Um, just put put your email in. See what happens. Uh, we'd love to have you join the squad. Um, again, Green Rider Co. Link in the description of this very podcast. Trying to play. Well, I remember you day. calling me. I remember you calling me. One of the like you either were on the trip or maybe it was the day before. Do you remember what day you called me? I I honestly don't remember talking to you. Oh. Well, you call me one day and you're like, Hey, I'm thinking of doing this road trip. I want to go just west. And I was like, Well, oh, this west. is no, this is way before the trip. Um, okay. or maybe it was Monday, like okay. that Monday night. It had to be like pretty damn soon because the second thing I, the next thing I knew after having that phone conversation was like you yeah. in like Billings, Montana or something. I yeah, was that, like, was, wow, that was that was before that was before I even knew I was going to go. I just was talking about it. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. I well, that I remember that because uh, you brought it up and you were like, you, you had, you had mentioned a few different things. And, you know, I also was like, Jack really needs to have a plan if he's going to like go for this thing. So I just like kind of bullshitted a plan to you. Like, yeah, head West, go to the Yellowstone, turn around and make your way back another way. Yeah, I mean that's essentially what I did. My my <laughs> one plan I had was drive to Mount Rushmore. I looked at the GPS. Mount Rushmore is eight hours from Minneapolis. I was like, I can do that easily in a day. Like I had just driven from Kenosha two days previous, which is like six hours. I was like, Yeah, I can drive eight hours and go see something I've wanted to see my entire life. Sure. Um, so after I finished my self study. Tuesday morning, hit the road, 
and my plan was Mount Rushmore. And then from there on out, I was like, I'll figure it out. I don't know. Did you get to Mount Rushmore the first day? Did you? you um, so technically, no. Um, I made it to Rapid City, South Dakota, which is like where Mount Rushmore is. Right, um, it was getting dark. Yeah. And yeah. like I had, it was probably 8 p.m. And the indecisiveness was showing. I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. I didn't know where I was staying. <laughs> I was like, I should probably figure out like a place to like sleep before I go see Mount Rushmore. Um, so I slept in the Walmart parking lot in Rapid City, South Dakota um, that first night and then went and saw Mount Rushmore Wednesday morning. Gotcha. What did you pack in your car again? I had a sleeping bag. Um, there's a sleeping bag right over there. I don't know whose it is, but I took it. Um, uh, a couple blankets, clothes, three pillows, and a cooler. A cooler, right. Oh, and my guitar, which I never once, I never even opened the case. <laughs> <laughs> take it up space. Yeah, I just took up space. So you didn't take your toothbrush? I packed a toothbrush right, and nice. deodorant. Okay, good, excellent. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it seems yeah. like it seems like reasonable things to take. Yeah, best thing about Walmart parking lots, you could sleep in them whenever. They're like the only store that uh, you can sl- like anyone can spend the night. Like RVs and campers and anybody really can park in their parking lots, and uh-huh. no one's gonna ask you to leave. Yeah, you would not believe. I mean, granted, I was, like, kind of out west near national parks. Um, but you would not believe how many people sleep in their cars in Walmart parking lots. <laughs> you had neighbors. Yeah, I was, like, the first night, I would, I mean, I was freaked out. I'd, I had never done that before. Um, I parked, like, right under a, right under a lamp. Um, and I, when I parked, the Walmart was still open, so I went inside to, like, go to the bathroom. And I walked by someone sleeping in their car and I was like, Oh, all right. Like at least I won't be the only one. Yeah. And then like all throughout, I woke up like a million times throughout the night, like in every little noise and mm-hmm. whatnot. It's um, kind of spooky. Yeah. It just, you're just totally on edge. Like yeah. <laughs> thinking you're going to get murdered like right. the whole time. <laughs> um, and uh, I woke up in the morning and there was like a bunch of other cars with their windows cracked. Like obviously people sleeping in their cars. I was like, Oh, all right. This is a uh, kind of a common thing, I guess. Um, so yeah. That's amazing. Found yeah, appreciation Mark- for Walmart parking lots. Yeah. Shout out to Walmart doing great things for uh, people participating in van life or uh, just all around, all around huffing it. Yeah. So if you need if you're in a if you're in a pinch and you need somewhere to sleep, find a town with a Walmart. That's my <laughs> if advice. You're homeless, if you're homeless and you need somewhere to sleep, if you walk to a Walmart, chances are there's someone that you can sleep in the, in their car. And that's uh, why it's a little spooky. <laughs> yeah, that might be tough, but Yeah, we don't want to recommend that. <laughs> yeah, cut that, dude. Cut that, dude. So you got to uh Rapid City the first night. Yep. And you had a couple hours to get to Mount Rushmore. Uh, when you got to Mount Rushmore, this was the first goal. When you got there, what was it like? Like, you're like, shit, yeah. All right, it's only took me. I'm here day two, yeah. <laughs> walking up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I went to a coffee shop in the morning to do my self-studying. And then 
made it to Mount Rushmore. Um, and like, I've seen a million pictures of it and whatnot. And it was just one of those things. Um, I think of maybe it's cause you were talking about golf, but like, I think the example, uh, the example I'm going to use is like the first time I went to a pro golf tournament, it was like, this is something I've only ever seen on TV before. Mm-hmm. So it's so cool seeing it, um, in person. Um, and it's, I like, I don't know. I love like American history and like the presidents and whatnot. So I was just, it was a cool, like patriotic thing to do. Um, it was just really cool to be there and see that. I mean, the black Hills are like, I would recommend anyone listening or to even both of you. Like, it's just unbelievably beautiful. It's a really cool part of the country. Um, so just driving there, like through the black Hills, super awesome. Um, and that was probably my favorite part about the whole trip. Not only that day, but the rest of the trip was just driving through like mountainous terrain. Yep. It's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's the best. Cause like you are getting it to see a perspective of the mountains in a very unique way. Like usually like when you hike, it's very like specific to where you are. But like when you're driving, just like tearing through the middle of the mountains, like you get to just see so many different features, structures. Yeah. It, beautiful green you're you, like you're playing the eagles uh yeah i was just blasting music like, <laughs> yeah windows down like literally not a fuck in the world to care yeah or to give and it's it's freeing dude i i dude. totally agree yeah it was it was just a, that was the best part it was just driving around like windows down music blasting like i don't it was a very i don't know it was a fun like kind of surreal experience but yeah mount rushmore was really cool you had lunch um, there yeah, I had lunch there. You had a Jack I, Burke lunch. The first, so the first day, I not knowing, like, trying to be on a budget, like, not knowing how many meals I'd get or, like, where I'd be sleeping. I bought a case of water and those Uncrustables. Smokers. The, yeah, the, the PBJ Uncrustables. Beautiful. <laughs> and a bag of ice and put them in the, put them in the cooler that I packed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ate Uncrustables, like, every day. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, and uh, a thing of bananas. Um, so I sat there at Mount Rushmore and had like two uncrustables and a banana and a water, and like it was just awesome. Yeah, sign me up for that. That's the easiest. I I was gonna say like PB and J, but like that's three different things. You can get an uncrustables in a box of twelve, and that you'll last two weeks on that. Yeah. And a whole pack of waters. I mean, Jack, that is. It, it was a it was a good lunch. Best lunch I've had in a while. I'll say that. Wait, so uh, you said you were you had a sleeping bag? Uh, was that like? Did that end up being pretty comfortable sleeping in your car? Yeah. So I mean, as you know, I'm on the taller end of the spectrum. Um, you got a lot. You got a lot of length. Like, let call it what it is. You're six four. Yeah, he's the tallest one in the house. It tallest was. One in the house. Uh, it was not ideal. Um, but I made it work. I had, I packed two other blankets, so I laid on one of them for a little padding for a little cushion. And then, um, I moved my passenger seat like all the way up. So I would have more room and kind of laid on an angle. Got it. So you couldn't fit head to toe, um, like straight, no, straight. Yeah. No. Damn. Um, but I was like, I was comfortable. I, the only thing I would have, if I'll, if I ever do it again, I gonna bring like a, um, a pad 
to sleep on. Do you have one already? No. No, I don't think anyone in the house does. Oh. Dude, you should have just stopped on your way on your road trip and just picked one up from one of the, like the sporting goods stores. Yeah, but like I said, I was trying to live on a budget, so. <laughs> Are you telling me you're never going to road trip again and do this? I don't know. He has been getting hit by uh, Facebook ads now for pads, oh. for tent pads. Look, they're after you, Jack. They want you to live the lifestyle. They got them, you know? Yeah. They're typing away up there. Yeah. <laughs> no, Andrew, it's not typing away up here, dude. It's just them. It's a big old puppet thing, dude. They got Jack on the fucking strings, and they're trying to make him a little puppet to go to the ad, to the thing and add it to the cart and buy it, dude. That's all. Yeah. It's a Facebook ad. Dude. It is crazy, though. I'm getting hit with all sorts of, like, outdoor camping gear ads. It's for sure because he was like geolocated in all these national parks. So they like his interests in that is like skyrocketed. <laughs> it was also <laughs> listening to you like just scream over and over again. I love camping. I love the national parks. I can't <laughs> wait to do this again. And Facebook like heard that and everybody in the establishment, they got like an email Monday morning, target this fucker with ads now. <laughs> hey, everyone. Pretty much get what happened. We got a guy who's going to buy an entire camper van in about two weeks. Let's get on him. <laughs> it's a nice change up from like Sperry's ads that I get like every day for some reason. Your Instagram ads really tell you a lot about who you are in terms of style, I should say. Yeah. Right, you're getting or who they think you are. Yeah. It's funnier when, they, when you get hit by an ad that's like, you really think – this is, I would buy something like this. I'm like that much of an e-boy. Like I'm not, no, I'm not buying that. And then I, sometimes I do though. I buy some dumb stuff on Instagram ads. <laughs> I don't think I've ever bought anything off of an ad online. Sorry, Andrew. But... It's all right. You're not my target market. Yeah. You're not used to it yet. Just wait, Jack. I usually scroll through for fun. Like I, I shop. I just don't buy anything. Right. We, we're getting you with brand awareness stuff. Yeah. We haven't gotten you on the conversions yet. Yeah. So that's fun. Well, that's amazing. So how long did it take you to get to Yellowstone? Uh, from Mount Rushmore, I think it was like another eight hours to um, Cody, Wyoming, which is like the last town east of Yellowstone. Okay. Um, but craziest part of my entire trip, um, I didn't even know it, but my cousin whose wedding I was at that prior Saturday, um, he was supposed to go to – Italy and Ibiza for his honeymoon and that got canceled because of COVID. So they ended up deciding to road trip and we were actually at Mount Rushmore within like a half hour of each other. What? Yeah. And, um, he saw like my Snapchat story and, uh, replied to me. He was like, Hey, where, like, where you at? Um, and I was like, I don't know, driving somewhere in the middle of Wyoming and, <laughs> Uh, Sweet. we figured it out. He was like 20 minutes ahead of me on the highway. Um, so they invited me to dinner with them, um, which I declined. I was like, I don't know, like you're on your honeymoon. Like, I don't want to like intrude. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're he was on a solo mission. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, well, where are you sleeping tonight? Cody. And I was like, I don't know. Like I was just going to drive towards Yellowstone. And he was like, well, Cody's like the last town east of Yellowstone. Like, that's where we're staying. And I was like, is there a Walmart there? And he was like, yeah, they, like, it's it's a town. They have everything. And I was like, guess I'm sleeping in Cody tonight. And uh, 
I kept driving and like plugged that into my GPS, um, which was like the same route I was on. Um, but kept going. Um, probably debatably my favorite part about the whole trip was that drive from, I can't think of the first town, but you get off of the interstate and you, I think it's highway 16 West, um, towards Cody, Wyoming, um, through Bighorn national forest, like the most beautiful thing I've probably ever seen, like coolest drive I've ever made. Um, like the sun was setting, um, and you're driving through now you're actually like before I was describing the black Hills. Now you're actually in the mountains and you're driving around mountains. And it's, I think I read like somewhere when I'm the whole time I'm doing like research, like looking up things to do. Cause I have no idea what I'm doing. And like everywhere said, like drive West down highway 16 through uh bighorn national forest. Um, it's like rated one of like the most beautiful drives in America or something. Mm-hmm. And it hands down was like the coolest drive I've ever made. Um, it was awesome. Just driving, like I said earlier, just driving through windows down, music cranking. Mm-hmm. Like I was just taking, I had my like steering wheel on one hand, my phone on the other, just like taking pictures. Like <laughs> I was like, this is unbelievable. And there's turnoffs everywhere because like they, they knew when they were building the road, how cool everything was. So there's places you can turn off and like take pictures. Um, but Bighorn is like the most beautiful place. Um, highly recommend it to anyone. So drove through that, got to Cody, like that's probably sundown. Um, found Walmart, set up camp, wait for my, waited for my cousin. Um, and that was really nice because that was like a long day. I had driven eight hours by myself the day before mm-hmm. and then driven through Wyoming like the middle of Wyoming, East, East Wyoming is really cool with the Black Hills. And then like the middle of Wyoming is just kind of wide open and like, it's not much to see. Um, it's pretty hilly, but like I was getting kind of, I was like, all right, this is getting kind of lonely and boring. Um, and then my cousin called me and it kind of worked out perfect. So that night, um, went and got beers with him and his wife, which was like, it was awesome to, I mean, see them and like celebrate their, kind of debrief the wedding, which was very eventful to say the least. Um, we don't have to talk about that right now, but, uh, wow. I, the fun did, wedding. did anything like crazy happen or what? No, just like fun wedding. It was just fun to debrief on everything. And I don't know. Uh, was it, did it was it crazy because of what you did on the dance floor? I did, uh, pretty get pretty crazy on the dance floor. I will say that. Um, the bride christina she <laughs> she had to leave the wedding early <laughs> she because of you getting busy on the dance floor or what no she was <laughs> she was overserved so that was fun oh ah, gotcha. overserved <laughs> like what matzo sticks or what <laughs> uh, Too many she loaded up on the apps dude she had like tons of bread before and couldn't handle it <laughs> she couldn't handle the main course dinner yeah <laughs> couldn't even handle um, the main course but yeah, it was just super fun. Like, yeah, I was getting just got beers with uh, those two. Um, we went to a super cool bar. It was uh, so Cody, Wyoming is named after um, Wild Wild Bill Cody, Wild Bill. 
Wild West Bill. His name's Cody, right? It, yeah, his last Cody, name is Bill. Cody Wyoming was Cody. named after a guy named Cody, probably. Yes. Bill Cody. Wild Bill. Bill Cody. Like okay. one of the guys that built the West. Um, but my cousin brought us to uh, – it's his original hotel um, from like the 1800s. Super cool place filled with uh, like old taxidermy and um, there was a guy playing music in it um, at a little bar. But they also have this big old bar that um, the Queen of England gifted to Wild Bill like in 1904 because he performed a gun show for her or something. Um, so there's this original old wooden bar uh, in the restaurant, which was really cool. And there's old guns and stuff on the walls. So just kind of that like old Western, like gunslinger kind of place. I don't know. Yeah. Was that the place you sent in the snap group? And you're like, I'm, I'm staying here. This is like, this is, this is the best place I've ever visited. Uh, no, but that was another bar restaurant in Cody. Okay. That was a place by the name of Cassie's, I believe. Cassie's Supper Club. Does this whole town look like, you know, the Western movies where you're driving down, it's like saloon on the right and like, but I mean, now it's like modernized. I was like, there's a Walmart there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. But this uh, Hotel Irma, Wild Bill's Hotel is like, it looks like it's an old place. Yeah. Um, Swing door. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta have the swing door and like bottomless cowboy hats. That's one thing about Wyoming that I like loved. Um. Cowboy hats are in fashion in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not like if you, I love cowboy hats. Like I've always wanted one, but like, I'm like, I could never wear one. Cause you look like an idiot wearing cowboy hats. <laughs> even like a, I go to a lot of country concerts and even there's a, only a couple people in cowboy hats, mm-hmm. but like That's Wyoming, true. like it's totally normal. Imagine walking <laughs> well, through uptown in, in, in a cowboy hat. Yeah. Can't happen. <laughs> you can't do it. Jack, I think, uh, you bring up a really good point because, like, it's very easy to see through the bullshit of someone wearing a cowboy hat. Like, it's either like, oh, my God, that's Wild Bill, and he's got, like, a revolver on his right hip, and you're like, don't fuck with that guy. And you're like, why? It's not because he has a gun. It's because he's wearing a cowboy hat, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then it's there's, like, hoity-toity Jack Burke who's, like, hat, like eight beers in with uh, no socks and Sperry's, and he also has a cowboy hat. And he's just like singing to Kenny Chesney. You're like, that that kid's not worth a shit compared to the other guy. That, exactly. You just look at, you like nudge your friend. You like see that guy right there, and they're pointing at you, and they go in unison. They all go, he's not a cowboy. Exactly, and that's why I don't have one. But uh, Cody, you can wear. Long story short, you can wear cowboy hats in Wyoming. It's mm-hmm. totally normal. That's huge. that was cool. That's big time. Yeah, that's yeah, like, I feel like we? that's a good, like, biggest takeaways. Jack Burke, first one, Mount Rushmore rips. Second off, it's okay to wear a cowboy hat in Wyoming. Third, it's fun to drive through the mountains. Yeah. Bighorn. Yeah. I'm like, I want to call Jack. I might, call, I might start calling you Bighorn. Jack Bighorn Burke. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that ring. Really I'll take Burke. that. I'll take that. Dude, I do I have think- cowboy boots. Um, and I was actually – I was like, damn, I should have brought my cowboy boots. Like, mm-hmm. could have fit in a little more here. Said I'm walking around in my – I brought my flip – going back to the packing question, I brought flip-flops and tennis shoes. Right, to hike. Yeah. In my tennis shoes, I, like, got super dirty hiking. 
So I wore flip-flops if I ever went out at night. <laughs> so I just looked like a hippie. <laughs> That's because you are one, Jack. Well, I was you. that week for sure. Yeah, they just called you Bighorn the whole week. <laughs> yeah, I skipped out on an important part of that second day um, while I was driving by myself. I had just gotten through Bighorn, and I wasn't quite to Cody yet. Uh, I got pulled over. It's my third time ever getting pulled over. Um, I was like, my GPS had me take like a shortcut. I had got off the highway and was like on back roads. And I was coming into this tiny little town with like literally maybe two buildings in it. There's a cop sitting at the stoplight, and he's talking to a guy on a four-wheeler. And I'm like... I was going like a hundred, probably a minute before this. Um, but I'm slowing down because I'm coming into a town. Speed limit turns from like 65 to 40, from 40 to 30. And like, I'm slowing down this entire time coming up to this intersection goes from 40 to 30. The cop is sitting like right at the 30 sign and I'm slowing down passing the cop and he pulls me over. Ugh. And I'm like, technically, yes, I was speeding, but I was on my way to going zero miles an hour in five seconds. Right. Um, Didn't pull the old, like, do you know how fast you were going? You're like, yes, I was slowing down. I was well, slowing I, down. I was. I wasn't going to. 50 miles an hour, but I was slowing down. Yeah, I. And that's clearly what I was doing, but I wasn't going to argue with the police officer. So I, I mean, he was like, the worst part about it was like, he was a super nice guy. It was like, Oh, what, like what, right. what are you up to? Where are you coming from? Like, where are you going? And I'm like super nervous. I'm like shaking. Right, Cause you were telling me too, that you, your car has Minnesota license plates. And, and I have a Wisconsin license. license. Yes. Yeah. And he asked me about that. He was like, yeah. I don't know. I thought he was referring to my insurance. He was like, are you still at this, uh, um, my parents address in Wisconsin? And I was like, Oh no, like that's where the car's registered. Like super nervous, like not thinking about it. My dumbass totally forgets that I have Minnesota plates and my car's obviously registered in Minnesota. <laughs> and he just kind of like looked confused. He was just like, all right. Like, and not, and I didn't realize that he was talking about my actual driver's license. Right. Um, so that was like strike one for me. And then, I mean, I was actually speeding mm -hmm. and uh, he went back to the car, came back and uh, he was like, you know, your uh, tab say July 20, right? And I was like, uh, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> and oh, I didn't know this. So I have expired tabs too. I didn't know that. <laughs> Probably shouldn't say that on the podcast, but. Um, and then I like nervously, I'm like, I, I know I renewed my tabs. I bought this car like September of 18, September of 19. And then I renewed them in like November of 19. So like, they should be good for a year. Right. Like, and he was just like, I wrote you for going uh 10 over. It's a $140 ticket. And I was just like, what the F? Yeah. Um, granted, like, I was breaking the law, so I can't be that upset about it. But, like, and <laughs> I had clearly more than one violation, and he only wrote me for speeding. 
it was a $140 ticket. I was like, holy cow, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Mine was 130 the one that I got on my first day of work out here in Tucson. And then going like 50 I was going over. 10 over. Oh. No, 10 over. The one that, where I was going 114 and the cop pulled me over just because I was whizzing by him and I got Hellcat Mustang. <laughs> uh, he got me for 35 over in <laughs> my and my uh, court, I have to show up to court to get a sentence because it's a criminal uh, offense. So I got to show up to court and explain my case on election day. Good luck. I hope you don't have to go to jail for like a day or something. No, no, it won't be that. It's like the lowest criminal thing. And I'm just worried how much I have to pay for this. But I'm really hoping that Did I can do what one. You guys, hey? uh, no, I haven't really looked it up. Yeah, I have no uh, idea either. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I mean, I have like a little bit of a plan of what I'm going to say. I kind of like, this is bad of me, but like, I kind of want to just record it and just be a goofball and explain it to the best of my ability. And then we all listen to it back on the podcast. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if that's legal, but that would be really it's fun. It's not legal. That's the problem. It's not legal. So, uh, yeah, I, that one's going to be nuts, dude. Like, I don't know how that's going to shake out. As of right now, like, I'm a criminal. It's crazy. So the the court date is on election day. There's a good chance the cop doesn't show because he's probably preoccupied. He might be preoccupied with something else. If the cop who gave you the ticket, this is I'm I'm almost positive. This is how it is in Illinois. Uh, if the cop doesn't, if the cop who issued the ticket isn't there on your court day, then your your ticket just gets waived. But I'm a criminal. They can't waive a criminal. Yeah, maybe that there that maybe that's where the you know things get a little hairy, a little different. Yeah, that'd be great if you used a no show, but I also kind of imagine myself like going in front of a council and have to like explain why I did what oh, I did. Oh, when you when you go to court for something like that, it's one person. Yeah. Oh, it's just one person? It's like you're you're like having a business meeting. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. What should I wear? I, I went to court. I had too many people in the car when I had a license for my, like the first six months or first year yeah, six months, yep. and I had too many people in the car. So I got a ticket and I had to go to court and it was like, it was like a church pews of people. And then they just call your name and you walk up to like the judge and like, it's just you and her having the conversation. Like no one else can hear you. Or like, if it's super quiet, it's like you hear the whispers of the, but it's like, they ask you a couple questions. Like, why do you do it? Um, what, and then really they, I don't even think they were listening to my answers. They're like, all right, here's, here's your fee. Uh, so it was like, it happened all in like a matter of 60 seconds. I've yeah. had a couple where they're like, they're like, you go in a closed room with one other person and it's like, you said, I had that. yeah, that's like the DA, right? I've had to do that one time. The DEA, the DA, yeah. The, uh, district, district attorney. attorney. Yeah. I had to do that for like an underage drinking ticket. I got that like six weeks before my 21st birthday on New Year's Eve. I started 2019 with a bang. Or maybe Rough. it was 2018. I forget what it was, but. I don't way. ever had parking tickets, but hey, uh, each his own. Each his own, dude. Unbelievable. I just, uh, I'm stoked for you, Jack. So you, um, was it five total days? Uh, it would have been Tuesday to Saturday. So Okay. Nice. So then um, knowing what you went through and how much fun you had, 
and how much time you spent outside of your comfort zone, more or less, it's doing new things. Where would you go next? Uh, well, I would like to go back to Yellowstone. Um, so continuing the story, the next day I went to Yellowstone. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I was there, and then I slept in West Yellowstone the following night, um, which was also crazy because they don't have a Walmart. So I just slept in, like, a bar parking lot, which is super sketchy. But Yeah. Um, this is, is West Yellowstone in California? It's in Wyoming. Still in Wyoming. It's like – or no, it's in uh, Idaho. Right. Uh, Idaho's or, next state. Like, gotcha. Yellowstone is on the west border of – west – yeah, western border of Wyoming. Gotcha. Um, so that's the first town west of Yellowstone. Um, so that two days I spent in Yellowstone, I saw – I didn't see everything, but I saw – I'm satisfied with what I saw. Um, but I would like to – see an elk? I saw that first night um, I was driving out west towards western Yellowstone – through a valley and there was like a big traffic jam and people pulled over and I rolled the window down and I just hear elk bugling. And it was like, I've never seen elk in real life before, but it was the coolest thing ever. And I look out uh, my window and just, there's just elk all across this valley. So I pulled over, got off. Um, They're huge. Yeah. Massive animals. Um, And you know, everyone's like standing outside of their cars Everyone in Yellowstone is like there to, for the same reason you are, like to right. see the beauty and the nature. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone's standing outside their cars, taking pictures and whatnot. And uh, there's this, these old people with a big, like lens, um, and they let me look in it, and just giant elk. And apparently, two of them had just gotten in a fight like uh, minutes before. Um, I missed that, but it was still really cool to see them and walking around and bugling. Did so you know what awesome. bugling was or you had to look that up? Um, I don't even know what bugling is. It's just like the, it, the noise they make. Good point. Um, but no, my, I have an uncle who's like an outdoorsman who he was in Colorado and he, we were talking on the phone the other day and he was like, yeah, I'm going over to whatever national park to hear the elk bugle. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that's what I, I, I heard that. I know what that is. You're like, ah, I love bugling. Yeah. <laughs> I do it every morning. Once a once a day. <laughs> um Yaki bugles. So yes, That's I did see an elk. Was that what you asked me? Where were we? I asked you if you saw an elk, yeah. So this was your, you, that was the ahead. first night. Yeah, you were you spent two days in Yellowstone. Didn't yeah. see everything. Saw a lot. Saw a lot. Saw elk, saw bison right before that. Like oh. um I pulled over into a parking lot. Because my plan was to camp in, or sleep in Yellowstone. You need to make a reservation. I didn't know that. Um, so, and all the camp, all the camping grounds were full. So I was like, "Oh, I'm really SOL. Like, I don't know what to do. There's no towns around, right? Like, so I just kept driving. But I pulled over near one of the campgrounds, and uh, there was a bison like ten feet away from me, and I was like, "Whoa." <laughs> <laughs> never seen one of those before yeah and then i saw that little elk story like 10 minutes after that like whoa never seen any of those before um so the whole time i'm like scared and nervous and like don't know where i'm going but i'm seeing all these cool things so like that was awesome some call 
us, the Back Pocket, and Metro Mugs uh, as a conglomerate. We Some call us the pioneers of drinking things that's not coffee out of a mug. From gin and juice to, you know, your dirty monkey to just simply water. We're drinking everything but coffee in our Metro Mugs. Exactly. And with that, we would love you interns to please do the same. Send us a picture of you drinking your, in quotes, coffee out of your mug. We want to be, yeah. We want you to be a part of this absolute dynasty that's to come here, and we want you to join on the ship right now. So head on over to Metro Mugs, get yourself a Metro Mug, join the Back Pocket community, and use promo code Back Pocket for twenty percent off. Today's podcast is brought to you by Green Rider. Green Rider is a one-stop shop for on-demand prescription delivery. They provide an essential service from the convenience of your home. Uh, these guys are a new sponsor with us. They just came on to Bocella this year at Bocella 2020. Um, they absolutely grand slammed, was just absolutely loved having them as a sponsor. And now here we are. Um, they're not going to ask for any money from you right away. They're just getting started. Um, they're just about to launch. They're also going to Mars. Um, all they're asking for is your email. If you're at all interested um, in their prescription service um, to your home, Please just click the link in the bio and be able to fill out. Um, just put put your email in. See what happens. Uh, we'd love to have you join the squad. Um, again, Green Rider Co. Link in the description of this very podcast. That's um, sick. What were you did asking you, about, like getting out of my comfort zone, though? Yeah, I was just at like, did you like the experience of being alone? Uh yeah, I did actually. Um, like I said, like that first day driving, and then that. Two days after what I was just describing, Saturday, I drove the entire way from Cody, Wyoming, back to Minneapolis. Um, it gets lonely and boring, like, after a while on the road. However, being alone and going places, especially a place like Yellowstone, when everyone there is, like, on vacation, per se, um, like, everyone's in a good mood. Everyone is, like, happy and like wants to talk to you um and i would just say like the whole state of wyoming in general like the people are really friendly there um but that second night i drove back to cody by myself after spending the day in yellowstone and went out to dinner at the place where you saw my snap story like this is my favorite place ever i would describe it as like a texas honky tonk like live band people dancing um i just sat at the bar and like I don't know when you, when you go into a bar alone, like it's so easy to have a conversation with any, like the bartender immediately just started talking to me and then like, Mm -hmm. I'm talking to the people next to me and like on each side of me. And, um, in that regard, I really did like to be alone because I met a bunch of people and like, everyone is like very friendly and wants to talk to you. Um, even pulling over in Yellowstone at random places, I met a guy, I pulled over at a waterfall, like along the road and I was wearing a great lakes hat and he was like, Oh, great lakes. Are you from that area? Um, he ended up being from Gurney, Illinois, which is like 20 minutes from where I grew up. Um, and where my grandma currently lives. Like, so like you, stuff like that happens all the time, which I don't think that would happen necessarily if you, if I wasn't alone, like sure. I feel, I feel like if people see someone alone, they're, way more likely to talk to them 
and I'm way more likely to talk to other people because like, I haven't talked to anyone in 12 hours. Like I want to talk to someone. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that part, like I actually did really like being alone as someone who doesn't, that was the biggest thing for me. The biggest challenge for me is I never do anything alone. I don't go to the movies alone. I don't go out to eat alone. Um, I have said no to so many things that I've wanted to do just because I couldn't find someone to do it with. Um, and I think going forward, I'm going to be much better at just like pulling the trigger on like going to a concert or going to a movie I wanted to see, even if I can't find, uh, someone to go with. Um, so yeah, I, it was other than like driving for hours on end, um, after my threshold, which is actually probably longer than the average person. Um, but like eight hours in a car alone, it gets kind of boring, but then there's what I was describing, like being able to just walk into a random place and strike it up with a stranger is really cool enough. A really cool part about being alone. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I love that. The, the aspect of like the random bits and pieces of community is like such a, um, it makes you uh, have more faith in the world than what's fed to you typically. Like that you can, you can just show up to a random place in a, at a random time in a, in a random city or a place you've never been by yourself and you can meet and have a, a conversation with someone more or less knowing nothing about them. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just fascinating because it's just fun. Like there's so many different things about them that you probably will talk about or the things you bring up or whatever, just a very unique in the moment conversation that reminds you you're, you are where you are. Yeah, totally. I mean, every single person is a storybook waiting to be told, you know, and all you have to do is just sometimes it's as easy as saying hi to someone, you know? Um, And it's so energizing too. Like the fact that, you went up to a stranger, that person, like you're a stranger to them too. And you had a five minute, a 20 minute conversation and they asked you questions and then you asked them questions. Just like, it sounds so basic, but they actually, you spent time on a stranger. You spent time investing into someone for 20 minutes that you've never met and will maybe never see again. And it's so energizing leaving that little interaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that night at the, it was called Casey's Supper Club. It's like what I described as a Texas uh, honky tonk, um, which I freaking loved. It was so awesome. It was just their live band playing old school country music. And there's old people just dancing and everyone knew each other. Like it was all locals. And I was like the only person that wasn't a local there, um, <laughs> which was a little odd, but um, it was cool that they are all, you know, it was like a, a family. Um, but uh, two women walked in, uh, and they were from Eden Prairie, Minnesota, and no uh, sat next to them, had beers with them. Um, one of them is an adjunct professor at St. Thomas. Um, so, like, that's hilarious. stuff like that happens. And, yeah. you know, wow. it, like, it, it's just really cool to – I don't know. It's, when, you, when you meet and talk with strangers, you – realize how small the world really is. Um, so that was like, that was a really cool part about the trip too. It's just having those conversations and connecting with people that previously I knew nothing about. And I mean, even moving forward, I might never see again, but just having that in the moment connection is uh, really cool. Also helped that 
COVID totally does not exist in Wyoming. Um, everyone there is just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, fuck that shit. Like, I'll shake your hand and not wear a mask and say hi to you. Um, yeah, Dude, there's like, it's so funny in Arizona. I went to this one place called Tombstone and it's literally – there's a movie made after it. One of the more recent Western film, like one of the better recent Western films called Tombstone. Uh, that town, t- that movie takes place in Tombstone, Arizona, which is like 30 minutes away from here. And I went camping on Tombstone one week and uh, we went to eat one day and it was the same thing. Like there was a sign for a mask. It was pretty typical but then you get inside and the servers are wearing masks, but like no one else, everyone else just like doesn't even have a mask. And I'm like, with mine on, like, so this is just not a thing that I don't have to. Um, it was very interesting because like no one, like you said, no one really cares. Yeah. The uh, fascinating. It is fascinating. Yeah. I actually just watched that movie Tombstone. I, I was stuck on the on you bringing that up. It's a uh, um, a western with Kurt Russell and Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott's the guy with the best mustache. Uh, and if if you've seen the the Big Lebowski, he's uh, he's the guy sitting at the bar. Uh, the dude abides. Uh, that's Sam Elliott. Of course, the bank. Oh yeah, yeah, that's his voice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. Um, dude, it's not a recent one. It's like mid nineties. I want to say is when it came out. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm trying to remember the, uh, the main characters in this movie of tombstone. Cause the, the, they're like the most badass cowboys of all time. Right. They were, they were, they're ex, um, sheriffs. In oh, doc holiday. Doc holiday is like, um, my boss bummy. He swears by doc holiday. He says he's the most badass, uh, cowboy boy in the world bummy swears by it I'm like that cool that sums up bummy to a t you're telling me doc holiday is is one of bummy's idols like mount rushmore guys is, is doc, guy. doc holiday <laughs> Dude, he, he literally he bummy loves to argue i've never seen the movie and he came after me one time because i was like well what made him so great it's <laughs> like you fucking kidding me doc holiday he goes, you're going to get your say about Doc Holliday? I was like, um, dude, I was just asking, like, what made him so great? What about, what about all the other Cowboys? Yeah. He's never what about Wild he, Bill? He had the quick. Exactly. That's what I said. I was like, Wild Bill. He goes, no, fuck Wild Bill. <laughs> <laughs> John Henry Doc Holliday was an American gambler, gunfighter, and dentist. A close friend and associate of lawman Wyatt Earp Holliday. Mm-hmm. Is best known for his, no, for his role in the events leading up to the following and following the gunfight at the OK Corral. I've heard of that before. So yeah, in the movie the OK Kurt Corral, Russell, that's like what? Sorry, go ahead. No, you're, go ahead. Yeah, you? in the movie, uh, uh, Kurt Russell plays Doc Holliday, and Val Kilmer plays uh, Y Earp. And Val Kilmer, for those, he's the guy in um, Top Gun that is Tom Cruise's kind of like rival. I think he's like Iceman, I want to say, is, is his nickname. Yeah. I love movies. Yo, hey, guys, get your eyes on our boy Johnny Ringo. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Who's Johnny? Johnny Ringo, this is unreal. I think we know what we're doing for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we got to dress up. Provide cowboy hats. 
They were running down uptown. Boys, look at this guy. Look at the fucking wheels on this man. <laughs> Johnny Ringo. Johnny Ringo. John, Bummy's brought up Johnny Ringo. Bummy thinks Johnny Ringo's a bitch. Clearly here, he don't look like a bitch. I wouldn't mess with this guy. I'm not messing with any guy that thick of a stash. Yeah. Dude, I would be I would be the first out, honestly, if in a in a gunfight, like I would just be like, hey guys, don't think this is super necessary. Like, is there a solution? You know, I'd try and play that card, you know? Yeah. Um that that begs the question. You know how things get settled in, you know, Western movies like the quick draw uh walk off. What Dude, what brings you to a walk-off? And for you personally, like, what is going to get you to the oh, point where off? you're going to go, sh- like, yeah, go stand walk off. off with, yeah, standoff. And that's why I meant, yeah, standoff with another you, with another person. Like, for you, Dick, what would get bring you to a standoff? It would have to be like one line, and I'd have to like overreact about it. It'd have to be like really good. Um, God, dude, like, if he, like, dude, if he said that, if he said that my mullet was fake or that I was a fraud or maybe, oh, maybe if, like, he told me, uh, if he called me, like, a spineless SOB or something, like, something that, you know, that's true, but I just don't want to hear it right now, I'd be like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I am spineless, but shut up <laughs> let's hey man want to go do a standoff <laughs> gotcha oh i'll be like oh yeah that's nice gotcha bang 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 and i fucking tick tock in his face dude after i kill him <laughs> i'm for sure the uh the, the town bookie uh, for all gambling and i'm going i'm going to standoffs if the guy owes me money <laughs> like andrew just killed the guy for 25 bucks <laughs> it was 30 cents <laughs> what about you jack oh man i usually i usually get set off on things that like shouldn't set someone off like when oh. Packers fans are like, the Bears are going to stink this year. You're like, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Or like if someone doesn't do the dishes. Mm. Ooh, yeah, mm. dude. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yes, dude. Do a stand up there. Someone doesn't unload the dishes, dishwasher, and leaves dirty dishes in the sink. That's just the double no-no. Yeah, I would kill a man over that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd do it. I'd kill a man. Be like, look, hey. You didn't learn your last time. It's always like a... I told you last time. I told... Exactly. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's... It's not necessarily that you do it uh, one time, but if if I tell you and you don't listen and I come back and find these dishes unloaded and dirty dishes in the sink, I'm going to have to ask you to a standoff. Yeah, I don't know what it would be, but it would definitely be something that's not worth dying over. I'll just say that. Did they really treat death like that back in the day? Like, they're like, fuck it. I'm dying of measles anyways. Let's get this thing over with. <laughs> yeah, right. Wasn't life expectancy like 28 years? Oh, no, honey, don't do it. It's like, hey, 
wife, I already have measles. I'm going to die. I might as well die over this sports bet than the <laughs> measles. You know, that's a great point. Yeah. There's something there, dude. Yeah, there's something there. I, I wish we would, I wish there were more standoffs. I think in we, general, I, I, feel I like think things would get settled quicker. Things yeah. would get settled quicker. Yo, speaking of uh, standoffs, so I'm moving out of this house and I'm moving into this new place and it's freaking huge. It's got a 70 foot pool, a full waterfall, uh, just a, a bunch of just crazy stuff. And um, the guy who owns the place is like incredibly Republican and he's throwing a my first day that I'm moving in is Tuesday and that's the presidential debate. And he's having like 15 people over Democrats and Republicans to watch the presidential debate. And like Catherine's coming, all these different people are coming. They invited me. I'm like, I I didn't, I don't want the invitation. I'm just going to have to be there. And I'm like, (laughs) this is going to be a standoff. This is what people would kill each other over this. I'm, I'm going to witness a standoff on Tuesday. It's starting to seem like that, but needless to say, I'm excited for it. Dude, it was so – yeah, oh, I'm excited. It was so funny, dude. I was golfing and uh, with Catherine, my landlady, uh, and uh, she brought a friend along who's super cool. Her name is Sarah. She uh, helped deaf and blind kids in Alaska and Alaskan villages for like 28 years. Uh, she got a crazy story, but – I had just met her and we were on like hole four and uh, you know, we were, I was just complimenting on her shots, being a good dude. And then she goes to Catherine as I'm like teeing off and she, I had overheard it as I was coming back, but she was like, he's not a Republican, right? He's such a nice kid. <laughs> I go back and she, and I hear Catherine like gas me up. She's like, no, no, he's, he's Democrat. He's a good kid, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I come back, I'm like, yeah, I'm not a Republican. Like, you know, I voted for Hillary Clinton last time and my girlfriend broke up with me. <laughs> All this stuff. <laughs> it was so funny. I'm just like, it's so crazy how people, um, they like legitimately use that as part of, as an evaluation tool. Like, right. That's yeah. how you get to find it's like, I'm like, Democrat, I'm like, I don't side with either, but I mean, for the sake of this conversation, rah, rah, liberals, baby. Why not? <laughs> it's so stupid. I don't know. It's not stupid. I shouldn't say that, but it's just, it's interesting how people see no, it. People as, definitely uh, put way too much emphasis and importance on the president, um, no matter like who it is. Right. It's like the president it's has... This way. No matter who it's the president is or what their policies are, like they play no significant role in your day to day life whatsoever. Like if you want to care about right. politics, like go find your alderman or your district congressman, your district state congressman or congresswoman, and like care about them because they're the ones that are impacting your daily life, mm-hmm. not the president. However, it's fun to like, you know, pick a side and. Yeah. I also think it's like a perception thing. Like people, I mean, at this point it's like more people just want their team to win. Uh, and that's who represents the country, you know, and it's just a very theoretical thing, Yeah, but the perception does kind of go, 
I mean, global, like if you go, if you travel anywhere outside the United States and you meet a random stranger, like a lot of them have asked me, at least I noticed this, like people will be like, dude, how is it like living in America with Trump as your president? I'm like, it's not that big of a deal, but truthfully, like I don't notice a difference at all, but uh, the people's perception of it is crazy. Now, that was also a couple of years ago when I was saying these things. If someone would ask me today, like, dude, what's it like having Trump as president? I was like, well, with everything that's been thrown at us this year, that's really not a good dude to be uh, calming things down. Put it that way. <laughs> it's like, holy cow. But it's, uh, it's, it's so interesting because people care so much about perception. Yeah, it's interesting for sure. Um, I am excited for Tuesday. I think it's just going to be – there's just a lot of like theoretical things I'm playing out in my head of like how how is Sleepy Joe gonna be sleepy? Is he gonna come prepared? Is Trump really gonna play like a UFC match? I don't know. <laughs> well, think, did you feel like Trump is just gonna? Is he gonna bully him? <laughs> I think he's gonna like bully him into submission. Dude, he's uh, gonna make Joe admit to like a war crime. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I think it's gonna be bad. I was like, I wasn't even in war. And he goes, you had war. You were at war. And he's like, I wasn't. And then I'm he'll like secretly, or like not secretly, <laughs> but he'll like accidentally admit to doing something horrible in the past as a way to defend himself. Right. Exactly. I honestly think they should go out there. Uh, I have a, I would have like a weird shtick that like Bud Light would sponsor the whole event and they should just like sit down on a couch together with their like nice suit and tie and just have like beers on either side and like, you know, prop bets, like how many beers deep does Joe get? And then how many (laughs) Trump get, uh, and just have them drink beers side by side, get a couple camera angles on them and then just like, let them talk and see how long they talk for. That would be funny. Yeah. I'm excited. I I feel like that would be a hell of a presidential debate. Yeah. No matter how it's set up, I think it's going to be entertaining. And no matter True. what happens. Yeah, Twitter's going to lose their mind. You always you, – you, you love the presidential debates for Twitter because it's yeah. just so funny, the memes and the things that get created out of this, like, one-hour event or however long it is. Yeah. And also it's hilarious how much – how important the moderator is. And, like, people shit on moderators. Like, after the thing, it's like, this guy hosted it like a jackass. He didn't ask blank an X or he let off this person too easy. It's yeah. like, holy, like, what are we doing? Why are we blasting this guy who's yeah. sitting in yeah. the middle? I can't and believe that's what you're saying. People get so fired up about it. It's like, it's not even that, like, I don't want to say the president's not important, but it's like, like, find something more important to care about. I don't know. There you go. Yeah. It's not to say it's not important, but we're also like trying to, a lot, all of us are actively trying to find what's important in our own lives. And when we don't really know what we want to do yet, or we do, or trying to do it, and we're in situations that are just unique in our own personal lives, like there are far more important things to your personal and self-interest that matter more than who's exactly the president. It's like, you've got a job and a family and a life and goals of your own, like you should definitely emphasize those things over politics and who the president's going to be. Yeah. But I feel right. like, like not, you, not really the case for most like, people. Yeah. Like Jack, I think you stressed out more about where you were going on this road trip 
and like who you were grabbing beers with this last Friday than you did about like the global perception of who our president is next year. Yeah, because it doesn't impact my life at all. <laughs> that's a, that's a, I, yes, I will agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty stressed about my, you know, six iron punch shot that I had through my through the trees this morning versus, you know, the global perception of this president. Yeah, exactly. I was um I mean, I had to poop really bad this morning and I was scrambling. Like I was at the job site and I was a good ten minutes away from a poop and I just was like, each step gets worse. That I cared more that about that far more than I did about the global perception of who our president is going to be next year. There's right. plenty of examples. I think we could go on. We can make a whole podcast on it, really. Right. <laughs> I I ordered DoorDash for dinner from Quang, and it said 32 to 36 minutes, and at thir- to, uh, arrival time, and at 36 minutes, it said the order the DoorDasher is waiting for the order order at the restaurant. That I was had way more thought and care for than the global perception of our president. I have to um, take a test tomorrow on all the things that I should have been self-studying while I was on my trip out West um, that I ended up just like copying, pasting the answers every day because I was like, I want to go see Yellowstone. Um, But I have to take a test on that in the morning and I'm way more stressed out about that than the global perception of the president. I, I, I ordered some pair of, pair of shoes from, uh, from a Facebook ad and I was worried that they were going to fit and I was stressed if the nine and a halfs were true nine and a halfs or are they tens or are they nines? Well, how are they going to fit? That stressed me out more than the global perception of our presidency. I'm worried about getting killed <laughs> by my boss, Johnny Ringo, Doc Holliday, the whole gang. I, I, call, I call me Johnny Ringo for Halloween. Deck, you have to be Doc Holliday and just tell Bummy, this, this is who you're getting. Or Doc Holliday, Johnny Ringo. Dude, that is such a good point, Andrew. I need to be Doc Holliday for Halloween. <laughs> I should. I need to fly back for Halloween, too, dude. I want to dress up with you guys yeah. so Do badly. It. Come Do dress it. up with us, dude. Come dress up with us. <laughs> Declan, where are you going? I'm going to go dress up with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bobby just goes, he's always had a little bit of sugar in his oats. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to go dress up like a cowboy. <laughs> oh, me and my – Declan, why you got that bolo tie on and the cowboy hat? Oh, we're me, I'm dressing up as cowboys with my friends. That's the that's that's how I need to show up to the airport when I fly in is I'm wearing all of my cowboy attire and I have to take off every part of it in TSA. <laughs> Get a different box for like the hat, my boots, my revolve, my fake revolver. I bring a fake revolver t- through TSA and it just freaks everyone out. They're like, "You can't bring a gun on on board." I'm like, "It's not a real gun. <laughs> it's a plastic gun." <laughs> all right, go ahead. All right, all right. Uh, okay, okay. All right, I guess we'll let that through. You're wearing like assless a- chaps through the airport. <laughs> <laughs> My carry-on's a saddle. <laughs> <laughs> it has to happen. Non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. It's Halloween, silly. <laughs>
Yeah, what's uh, what's the update on that? Are we we're like, has anyone talked to Maddie C on how how he feels about Halloween yet? I think we're having people over. Well, the the scarecrow is already on the front porch. Yeah, the house is already decorated. The house okay. has been decorated for about two weeks now. Yeah, it's it's currently we're sitting on September twenty seventh. Uh, we're more than a month out, and our entire house is decorated for Halloween. So, I, I woke up uh, uh, Tuesday and opened my door because you know where we work, Airbnb house, and uh, Maddie C's already got his morning Joe. He's sitting on a yoga ball at his computer playing Monster Mash, and he's just swiveling his hips. And I'm like, <laughs> this, this is. This is, I don't know, I'm closing my door. I'm going. I'm, I'm they going. did the monster mash, and then like Maddie sees big bodies, like the monster mash. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. It was a graveyard smash. For anyone who doesn't know who Maddie C is, uh, <laughs> we'll just we'll post it on our Instagram story. Lumber, Don't worry. Lumberjack Yogi. Yeah, Lumberjack. Yeah, at, Lumber, at Lumberjack Yogi. I think that's all I need to know. He's our six-five, two hundred and seventy-five pound roommate. Oh. <laughs> who does handstands every day and is a is a certified core power yoga instructor who does yoga classes in our backyard. Ah. Oh. He did one today for uh, this morning, a donation class. For I saw that. A group in, I think, North Minneapolis. I was pretty Yeah, cool. I've seen that. That yeah. was, I was explaining that or thinking back because I think he posted something like a slow-mo video of you doing the punching, like the yoga sculpt classes that we've done out in the back before. Yep. Like I, that was so much fun when we had me, like me, you, all the roommates. I don't, actually, I don't know you were, if you were there the day I was there, but either way, we've done the damn class. And you're like blasting music outside and you're just doing like the craziest yoga sculpt things. And you got our like neighbor, Jacques, who's like trying to like get his day going at 9 a.m. on a Saturday morning and steps outside on his back porch and looks to his left. And he's got a bunch of shirtless dudes and girls in yoga pants doing uh, just like jumping jacks and like punching and doing all this stuff to just great music. It's amazing. It's quite the scene. And now it's happening pretty habitually. And he's probably like, at first he was probably cracking up like, oh, look at these guys. Now he's probably like, come on, again? <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, and Jack's like, oh, no, they're starting a business, honey. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that happens at this house, like, has happened nowhere else ever. Like, we've the had a concert here. Yeah. Yeah, we had a concert in our backyard. We weekend Full yoga time. classes every weekend. Is he, so he's doing them every weekend now, huh? Well, I don't know. It's damn near, damn near close. Seems like it. He, you know he's going to get serious with it when, uh, like, we have people with, like, like a line outside our door, like, getting ready to check in for the day. Oh, yeah. For the class. He live-streamed it today. I heard, yeah. I heard he live-streamed it. And the Straight Candid girls were there. Right. Straight Which, Candid. Uh, that's, uh, that's big news coming from the Corp, the Straight Candid oh, yeah. podcast. Yeah. We're so, I'm so excited, dude. I'm and excited about it. I don't think they're going to talk about anything probably that I would normally be interested in, but I'm excited about it anyways, and I'm going to listen to it anyways. 
Uh, All right, we got, a, we got our number one listener. Yeah. There we go. I reply to uh, stories. I, I follow them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's great. I'm so, I'm just like, it's finally content that I'm just like, oh, this is so much fun to like produce. Like Andrew was physically there uh, recording their first episode. And then I just finished uh, producing it. And I was just ear to ear smiling the entire time. Like it was so good. And it was episode one. It was episode they all, one. They are flawless banter between the two of them. Um, yeah. It was so fun to edit that. I was excited. I'm excited for them. And, and for like back pocket sake, I'm super stoked to like finally go in and like create a, from scratch a podcast and know the logistics, know the, what is it like? S O S L P or S O P the systems and operate systems. I don't know the, the systems so, and operations process. Yeah. Yes, exactly. The literally just figure out what it takes because we know how we did it for ourselves, but it's been four years and like going through this thing again and realizing, Oh, I needed, I need to do this a little bit differently, or this is how it works like flawlessly. Um, because the back pocket's going to become the Jimmy Iovine of podcasting where we can just pump out some top of the line podcasts and just be behind the scene producers. That is my end goal. Like that is my everything. hundred percent. Yeah. I think like, well, yeah. this one's definitely going to do it. Like yeah. the, I mean, first of all, those girls are, both of them are awesome. And like, they both have a ton of clout in the twin cities and um, then just like they're, their awesome personalities on top of that is going to like carry them because like they're fun to interact with and listen to. Um, like I said, like I'm already following them and like replying to their stories and stuff. And like, they haven't even released a podcast yet. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm well, super that, excited in- about it. I, I, I kind of want to ask them if I, if I could be a guest, I don't know. I don't know what I would talk about or what I would do, but I just, I don't know. I'm excited about it. Needs to happen. Jack Burke, episode 003 of Straight Candid. And I just want you to be in the room with him. I think that'd be amazing. I'm going to pitch it to him tomorrow. I'm going to see him tomorrow. Yeah. There you go, dude. Yeah, no, that's super cool. The uh, Yeah, but to your point, Andrew, it's been really fun to like condense our knowledge of how to start a podcast um, into like, uh, I mean, what, it's take three months to make this happen? Yeah. And, and logistics. To like to get some like things off and running, but like the real root of everything has been the last, I'd say three weeks. Yeah. Three weeks. That's a great point. Once we, once we had found the talent and they got comfortable with wanting to be, you know, wanting to be podcasters and everything uh, we, you and I had, we had like, um, we just like, it's second nature. It, it wasn't like, Oh, what's the next step and how do you do this? It's like, no, we're not even to the, we're not even getting, we're not even halfway done with the things that we need to do with this podcast. And we're like, uh, we haven't even came across a step yet that we haven't done ourselves before. Or have so, like, I think the coolest thing to, yeah, exactly. We come up through, we come up with a problem or their problem presents itself and we either have the solution through what we've done or we know someone who can easily get that done for us. Yes. So yes. Like Sophie it. and Sid will, will message us and be like, Hey, we need a intro song. We need a cover art photo. And we're like, Oh, we got a guy. We need a uh, lighting in the backdrop of like the straight candid sign. We know a guy. It's just hilarious how they have anything. And we just say, Oh, we can do it. Or we know a guy. 
Yeah. The first words uh, on this episode one, or like they give us, they give us a ton of gas, like saying, thank you. And the first thing said or soap says is uh, like, we got to think back pocket, you know, like they basically, we, they basically made this so easy to record a podcast. Like that's why we're doing it first and foremost is because they made it flawless and easy for us to literally just show up and record. And that's exactly what we wanted is we needed, we just need to make it of an environment for someone that we care about to show up and record. Mm -hmm. And like, it's, I'm so excited, man. It's cool. I mean, that's not something like that's something that very few people can do. So you guys should ride that as long as you can. I know we're going to keep doing it. We got to, uh, we have that first date podcast thing in the funnel, which we still need to figure out a good name of, but we're going to figure that out this week. Very excited. Well, on Tuesday, the love funnel. It's going to be great. The love funnel. uh, The first date podcast. Really? I pitched it on her last weekend, two weekends ago. And she got so excited. She's like, huh? she would be really good at that too. Cause she asks so many questions. Like she's such a great question asker. It's in- insane. And I think you've been up in the, in the studio when she's been up here in the past, but like on a Saturday night when we come up here and just hang out, she can ask any question and like intense questions. Like some of them are like, like sex related and like kind of un- uncomfortable questions. And like, no matter how uncomfortable they are, She'll get an answer. She'll get an answer every time. I am blown away. And she, and it's, she's just got charisma. And I was like, she's the perfect host. Yeah. T-Flow, we need you. Uh, That, yeah, that's, that is likes. That's a good idea. Bingo. Yeah. She'd be good. Absolutely. No, I'm excited to launch that one. That's like the next podcast that we're working on, which is a different, far different than just like your, your typical like podcast. Cause it's an experience that we're tied to it. So that'll be fun. And then the one that we that is just the most obvious podcast to do, which we haven't, uh, we haven't moved the ball forward on as much yet, but we will is the John and Sarah podcast uh, every Monday, hopefully. Yes. And I actually have to fill you in something off air about, uh, about that whole thing with Jake. Oh, sweet. Off air. Andy off air. Andy off air. Andy off air. That was a good way to hype it, dude. I like that. Fuck yeah. But uh, remain off air. Has to remain off air. Yeah. It's not, it's not something that you talk about off air and bring on air. It's completely, it's a, it's completely, there's no air involved actually. Correct. There's no air. There's no air. It's suction pad. <laughs> sealed tight. It's, it's a vacuum. It's yeah, vacuum it's sealed. sealed. That's what I was looking for. Vacuum sealed. There it is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's it. Glad we worked through that. <sighs> wow. That was exhausting, but we got through it. We did. Not the whole podcast, just that one little 10-second spiel. Yeah. I, but have we gotten to the – should we wrap up the podcast? I mean, yeah, is there any no, final notes? I kind of want to – did we miss anything with the Jack Burke solo mission? I mean, yeah. I only told you about half of the trip, but um, – Right, because there was the drive say... back. We got, we got the drive there. There is the drive back. Oh, yeah. Was the drive back just as cool? Um. The drive back was worse because I didn't stop at all. I, well, I oh. did stop for gas and whatnot. Um, you wouldn't believe how much more expensive gas is the further west you get. Damn. Like, gas wow. is pretty cheap here, and it's not pretty cheap. Like, it was like the further you go west, the more expensive it gets. Uh, the most I paid was like 260 I think. Gotcha. Um, What's in it Arizona? Like, it's like $1.89 here in places. 
Oh, really? Uh, Arizona's like two, anywhere from like two to like two thirty. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So a little more. Um, but on my way back, um, it kind of came full circle because I decided to make an 18 hour drive by myself, wake up in Walmart parking lot. I was like, you know what? F it. There's going to be a party at my house tonight. I'm going to try to make it back. And I'm going probably 90, anywhere from 95 to a hundred in the middle of Wyoming, come over a ridge, there's a cop. The speed limit's 80, but I'm probably going like 98. Immediately comes out and pulls me over, and I'm just like, two days after getting my first ever speeding ticket, I'm just, you know, hearts in the ground. Like, I wasn't nervous this time just because I had been through the drill. I knew everything, what to say and whatnot. But I do. I did know I had the expired tabs, so I was worried about that. Um, and I was also actually the first time I was like, "This is bullshit." That I even got pulled over. The second time I was like, "Yeah, I was, I was definitely breaking the law there." Um, the guy again, super nice guy, super cool. Um, he kind of he asked me where I'm coming from I was like oh I was in Yellowstone and I say I didn't tell a, a white lie but it was yeah it was maybe a white lie I said I was in between jobs and I figured I'd never have another opportunity like this which is exactly why I went right that's the truth yeah and I think that's what helped but he came back and wrote me a $15 ticket for going five over dude and you were like (gasps) and he said do you have any idea how fast you were going i knew how fast i was going but i was like uh no no i don't i don't really i don't think so i don't know and he goes you were going way too fast and he hands me the ticket it says have a nice day oh my god what a relief. And I was just like, oh. So, I mean, I kind of got karma for the first ticket, but um, I really lucked out. Needless to say, though, I have two speeding tickets to pay <laughs> to the state of Wyoming. Um, I'd still got to do that. Hey, you're, you know, you're donating. Think about just as you're, you're donating to uh, Wyoming as a state, you know? You're yeah. doing what you're doing your thing. I think it was that's that ain't too bad. Yeah. That ain't too bad, Jack. Yeah, I was so very thankful. So you for get that. home, you get home, you walk up to uh the third floor at what time? Midnight. Midnight. And uh I'm just exhausted, like con- like delirious, like con- confused, exhausted. We're having a full blown banger. And now. there's <laughs> podcast studios just full of people. Yeah, we had like 15 people or whatever in in this studio just hanging out. I think Greg was playing the guitar. So, I showered really quick and uh, came on up and I had a night. That is awesome. That's yeah. the perfect end of the trip. And, hey, yeah. we, get, we walked in. Jack got a standing O as he, well, as he walked up the stairs. I was shocked to see him. I had no idea he was home. <laughs> I was like, Jack, it's Jack, baby. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> tell anyone. I was just like... <laughs> 
When's the, when's the last time you had a, you walked into a room and got a standing O, Jack? It's been a while. Well, I think you freaking earned it. You, yeah. you made an impulse decision, and you went for it, and you came back from the first time ever making an impulse decision on something you wanted to do, and you got a fucking standing ovation. Imagine what, happened when you're, what happens when you're going to do it again. The next thing. Yeah. That's I mean, a thrill. Hey, good things happen when you do what you want to do. And I think we have to title this podcast Jack Bighorn Park. <laughs> Jack Bighorn Park. Yes, dude. I, it's just it. Uh, it only makes sense, right? Because it, it only makes sense since we've changed the name naming convention of every podcast. It's just as the name of the guest. So like I've gone back and I've changed all of the ones that Jack just sat in, like for the back end show. Yeah. Some of them we came up with creative names. If it was just you and I. But if it was uh, if it was Jack who sat and I just called it Jack Park, uh, yeah. So like your name has appeared probably five or six times. Yeah, it's been a lot. It's been a few, yeah. and, uh, a handful. And this one will separate the rest. Like you know, you can go back and see Jack Burke from early 2019, but you could see Jack Bighorn Burke, you know, in September of 2020. You know, two years from now, you're scrolling by. I was like, why is this one labeled Jack Bighorn? Yeah. I, and you know someone like, you know, there's probably thousands of listeners that go on to their Spotify app and Google Jack Burke. And they're like, wow, all these, there's 17 episodes of Jack Burke in this one podcast. And then all of a sudden, yeah, like you said, Andrew, you're just gonna be like, well, wait a second here. This one says episode 284, Jack Bighorn Burke. That raises some questions. And I hope to God people click on it and get to the hour 25 or hour 30 minute mark at some point they got to i think they I mean, will. it's just simple it was dude i that same thing happened to me though i changed the episode title of our of the uh the one i think it was we all were in we were all talking about my hitchhiking experience oh yeah, yeah. I, I saw you change I changed the name it, of it to i just changed it to decky's hitchhike experience i think i literally just changed it something like or decky hitchhikes for the first time and you wouldn't believe how many people say that they've like will message me like now just be like dude that hitchhiking podcast was nuts <laughs> or just yeah. whatever i mean name does make a difference for sure it does especially with big warm burke i mean you're, it's gonna be insane <laughs> jack also think about think about if you pair a blog with it biggest takeaways from your from your road trip experience we'll ta- put the link to the podcast in there as well yeah i was kind of i was like kind of brainstorming in my own head things i could do um like ideal road trip from Minneapolis to Yellowstone or like, I don't know, just a reflection on it or I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'll probably do it eventually. Yeah. I like, you know. I mean, you could take it a million different ways, but I, I'd like to hear what it's like to say yes to a, um, a quick like thought of like um, impulse decision. And like, yeah, exactly. Impulse decision, making an impulse decision on a road trip. And then like, just walk through like what it was like. Cause you said there were, there were some tar- do's and don'ts. Like, yeah. There were things that you like were uh, kicking yourself a little bit with like indecisiveness. Yeah. But then there were so many other things that are like, Oh, because I was indecisive, it put me here and I actually had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. That I'll, I'll end on this. That was the biggest takeaway for me on top of what I said earlier, um, I, uh, I learned on this trip that on top of the indecision, like 
every decision you make has a cost, whether you choose right or left, one thing or another, the decision you make has a cost and it's what you didn't choose, but you can't let that hold you back because not making a decision also has a cost and letting that hold you back is a cost within itself. So I guess what I'm trying to say is like, when you make a decision, just go with it. It might not be the right decision, but you're going to find out that it wasn't the right decision after you make the decision. So it's really important to just like choose something and go with it. Um, and let time play its course and whatever happens happens. But, um, it's it's super important to just focus on make a choice and focus on that choice and move forward and don't think about what could have been or what would have been because you're just going to screw yourself over doing that um mm. which i did <laughs> more than once and i do very frequently throughout my life but like i think going forward i'm going to be a, a much better decision maker not in the sense that I'm going to make better decisions, but I'm going to be more focused on the decisions that I do make. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? It does. 100% makes 100%. sense. There's a cost to decisions, and you know that you, when you make a decision, triple down on it and yeah. go with it. Yeah. That. Just go with it. Just go with it. Just go with it. I'm so proud of you, Jack. 20, 2019 was stick your foot in it. 2020s just go with it yeah just go with it jack baby the influencer i'm also proud of you man that thank was you. that was awesome i'm thank you for coming on and sharing uh that experience that's it's beautiful yeah appreciate it mm-hmm. i i also forgot to say that first night i saw badlands national park 110 percent, especially if you live in minneapolis mount rushmore is very easy to get to badlands are even closer than mount rushmore freaking beautiful so cool such a cool place uh, that was an excellent end to my first night. Um, and I was like, that's when I was, when I knew I was like, this, this is why I did it. Like, mm-hmm. this is freaking awesome. And it just got better from there. Beautiful. Yeah. I hope he's still there. Yep. He's moving. Oh, nicknames, but I love it. It's absolutely phenomenal. But yeah, dude, I think that's a wrap. I think uh, you ended a strong Jack. Would you say, Andy? I think he did. He absolutely nailed it. All right, dude. Love you guys. Dick hair. Jack, baby. You killed it, man. I'm, I'm super stoked to see you here soon. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing you. Thank you for having me on.
chasing She's made up her mind Made up her mind Just watch her now She says, I'm gonna have to try and catch her now before she's gone.